T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All righty. Let's welcome in... President of Basketball Operations and General Manager of the Golden State Warriors, Bob Myers. He joins us every other Tuesday or Wednesday on the Executive Show. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Good, good. Hey, uh, what's up, Matt and John? Guru, no go on Guru today, huh? Yeah, he's going to take the week off because uh, he's got some family stuff. But Holiday that's fine. goo. Holiday yeah. goo, Bob. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's uh, let's catch up just a, li- a little bit, Bob. And and you know, Jermichael Green on Friday talked about the team getting together and, and and addressing some some elephants in the room, and he thought it it was beneficial. Like, did when did you find out, or even did you even know about them having a discussion? Do do you facilitate something like that? Do you expect your your leaders to kind of uh, address it? What what's your take on on what happened on Friday before the Knicks game? Um, I talked to Draymond the day before, and he said he was going to talk to the team. And I asked him what he's going to say. He told me, and uh, I thought that was good. But but I wasn't sitting up there when he did it. I, I, he, you know, it's funny because when you're around the team, there's a, a lot of every game brings forth you're either feeling good or not feeling good, based on winning or losing. But there's a bigger picture to it, and if you're in the building, sometimes you can sense of time and I think Draymond's been around the block long enough to know when that time should be so I don't tell guys if, if it was a different team Matt I don't I don't know I mean it's a pretty unique team as right. far as guys that have been through a lot so he thought it was the right time he's pretty good at figuring that stuff out I think he spoke for a while and the, the important thing isn't what I think it's how it lands with the players and if they were saying it was effective then it was it, it's uh right based on what I heard seemed like it but again that's a meeting now we got to do it on the court and, and Bob but just as far as you know what's been reported and what the players individually have spoken about on the record it, it sounds like a part of that was Draymond addressing Clay Thompson's play and 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 even the shot selection you know, Clay had addressed that Draymond had some words for him that that he took to heart is this a a, a, a big moment for Clay as far as maybe making an adjustment that needed to be made, hearing it from a respected teammate, and, and also is there a component of Draymond's voice, given the incident with Jordan, starting to maybe carry some more weight again in in that fran- in your franchise? Maybe both. You know, you'd have to ask each person, John, what they thought, but I would say that certainly based on what Clay has done since. That would bode well, the fact that he looks like he's responded. And I'm sure it wasn't the only person that's been telling Clay to try to keep it simpler and don't force it. But whatever reason, this one landed, like you said, in a way where it showed on the court. So certainly if he acknowledged it and he's showing the benefits of it, that's, that's a positive. As far as Draymond standing as a leader, 
Yeah, I mean, I think he understands that uh, based on what happened, you can't just walk right back in the room and assume that. But it's been a while. Uh, people are tired of we're tired of on the team of the way we're playing. I'm sure the coaches are tired of it. And I think Draymond felt um, I'm going to say something. And he does have a ton of equity uh, within that room as far as what he's done. Certainly, I don't think he's proud of what he did on that day. But but there's a lot of good that he's done, and a lot of times he's spoken to the team where they've responded. So, yeah, I think it was both of those things, John. We're joined by Bob Myers, President of Basketball Operations and General Manager of the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr was talking about how he, he thought he had to be a little bit of a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And and just from you know doing this show for years and years, Bob, you know, just the last few weeks is what, what's going on with Clay? What's going on with Kaminga and Wiseman? Is Jordan Poole up to something? Like, do you have an idea of what's going on with your team at any given moment? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, With everybody. Yes and no, right? I mean, just like John, you cut, I mean, John memorizes our scores. I mean, you guys are pretty aware of our team in certain respects. You don't, you're not in the building, but I bet you vacillate um, at times with what we are, what we've met in the past, what we ended up uh, doing in years past. The only years I really thought I had a sense of it is when we had Durant. I really thought we have the best team, bar none, and we should win. You don't walk around saying that, but I right. can say that in hindsight. That's not some big statement, by the way. But 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 after that, or before that, I always felt like um, we'll see what happens. And it's usually better than you think or worse. Um, we've had a lot of great moments and great years. Uh, but as far as this team, Matt, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one because in some respects, we're, we've got a little bit of evidence as to what we are. And in some respects, there's circumstances that make it hard to see if this is us, if this is the team. I see a lot of teams that we've played that I, I don't know. In my position, I don't know that we're worse than, but we've lost. Um, so it doesn't matter what I think. Your record is your record, like a lot of people like to say. But as far as having a clear idea of it, I would say I don't have a clear idea of it. And I don't know that Steve would say the same thing or our players. If time still has to play out. It doesn't mean we're enjoying um, struggling in the, in the early part of the season. Nobody likes that. But I think as far as giving you anything concise and clear, it's just hard to say right now. It, some of it is self-inflicted stuff with the free throw disparity, with the turnovers. I think we'll get better at those things. Some of it is figuring out. Uh, I think they're trying Draymond a little bit more in the second unit. They're going to do that going forward to see how that plays out. Um, so Steve would say that he's still searching for an identity in the second unit. And, um, that's again, that's not some big statement. I think a lot of people would agree that's what needs to happen as well. Bob, what, what do you take away from, from a game like last night where the young guys do get an opportunity? Obviously, the veterans get a, a chance to rest, but it, it goes the, the way that it did with, without really anybody playing well. And kind of the second part of that question would be, why is it more beneficial for James Wiseman to play for Santa Cruz as opposed to being in a game like last night once you guys make the decision to, to go with the, the resting of the veterans? Hey, we thought about James... But we're trying to figure out some continuity with the guy because he's been so all over the place as far as playing, not playing, injured, not injured. Um, and we're trying to figure out a way where he can grow a little bit with some consistency. And the idea of just flying him out and putting him back in Santa Cruz, we just net-net thought it would be better to stay there. A game like last night, um, sure, as many minutes as you can get, but we're trying to find a way where James can build and we're hoping that can be down uh, in, or in, in the G League, and that's the plan. But a game like last night, uh, John, what you'd like to see is, is a 
obviously smarter basketball, more disciplined. You'd like to see guys uh, taking care of the ball. I mean, 26 turnovers. You'd like to see them, um, you know, just make not the mental mistakes. You can stand some physical mistakes, missing shots and things like that, but uh, you'd like to see the composure, and, and clearly that game got away from them, and nothing they wouldn't say themselves. Uh, we played much better the first time around in New Orleans and, and looked like that was something to build on, but, yeah, I mean, that's not one that you can find a lot of good things in, short of... Guys, some guys played a lot of minutes, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say there was a ton of positives to draw from that one. Bob Myers joining us on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Bob, you've had a, you've had a great run with the Warriors, no doubt about it. And the year you were 15 and 50, there was a reason you were 15 and 50, and he came back the next year and went 39 and 33. Um, do you feel? And it, so you're eight and 10 this year. This is kind of the first time you've struggled with your full team. Like, do you? Are you feeling pressure now? Either, either do you put pressure on yourself, or does does Steve put pressure on you to do something, or Joe put pressure on you? What, what are we doing here? What's going on? How much pressure do you feel? Um, yeah, you look. I think I don't. Everybody's different, but probably the most I get is from me, which is the most I feel. I, I mean, I, I think if you're in this type of stuff, it is competitive, and uh, you, you, you either. I guess you have to, I've always been that way. I don't even know if it's a good thing, but, but I'm probably harder on myself than anyone else could be. Um, but there's certainly people are frustrated and want to win. Um, as far as comparing this year to others, I think that the year that the 39 and 33, where you're kind of trying to figure it out and finally we hit a rhythm, but you're right. That wasn't, wasn't healthy. Um, we are healthy, which gives you a better idea of what you are or what you're not. Um, every year is different, Matt. We went through last year. It was times last year where I just thought uh, early on, wow, this thing is fantastic. And then we lose, I don't know, if we, do we go 500 for a big stretch of game? John, you know. What, do we go like 20 and 20? <laughs> what did we do? Wasn't it, I'm, I'm, I'm 18 curious. and 2 to start. Now yeah, they'll was, take over. Yeah, it was 18 and 2 and, and what, 20, 29 and 9, I think, at that point. So, yeah, from there it would have been. And after that it was 500. Was that what it was? Yeah, 20. Yeah, twenty four and yeah, I guess that would have been twenty four, maybe twenty four and twenty four, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So you know, what does that mean? And then and then in the playoffs, what you know, figured it out. But Matt, that wasn't great either. To be if I'm looking back and saying, what did that feel like? Because we started so well, and then we kept trying to get it back, and then Clay came back. This is a tough. T- Sometimes this is a tough team to read a little bit. Not making excuses. Um, so, so I don't feel, uh, whether it's Joe or Steve, they're just as competitive or as, as I am. We're all competitive in different ways. We all want the same thing. And we've wanted the same thing for eight years, for, for nine, this is Steve's ninth year, my twelfth. Um, we all know what kind of competitiveness Joe brings, Steve, myself. I, probably not. I'm, mine is maybe not as demonstrative. But, yeah, I, I, I hate it. I don't, the losing sucks. And um, that's what motivates you to figure it out. But there's only two ways to figure it out. You either figure it out from within or you figure it out from... Uh, some transaction outside of you. And we always look at everything. I know it's a canned answer, but we do it every year. Uh, sometimes we make decisions, we make trades, sometimes we don't, but that's the job. And after a certain sample size and you're way into the season, um, you do have evidence of what you seem to be. I, I still think that's early. That's gonna, this is going to sound like uh, I'm deflecting, but I, I still do think it's too early to really, to really know. I think some of the things that we are struggling with, we can clean up within these walls but um yeah we'll see we'll see how that journey goes as, as the season continues bob what do you see as you look around the the conference in in particular there's there's a lot of teams jumbled up maybe some surprise teams that are are playing better than than you would have expected but do you in, in a way at eight and ten feel 
feel fortunate that there aren't really any dominant teams in the West? I mean, you guys still have a shot to get it together and, and be in the mix where it looks like there's a a pretty lengthy group of teams that might all kind of be in the mix. Yeah, yeah, that helps. But but I also might take a scenario where we were behind but playing as well as we could. So, you know, I think it's good that we haven't hit our stride and it seems to be that the West is open more so than maybe it has in the past. But I also would like to see us kind of hit our rhythm and, and culminate in some way where we have a better sense of what our best basketball looks like. So, yeah, nothing seems out of reach, which is good, but that doesn't that that that's part of the uh, I guess supposedly solution to getting back to the top of the conference, but it also is us playing better basketball and I think we're capable of that. So, it's competitive as far as the quality of play. I see a lot of teams playing extremely hard, which is great. I think the league is um I mean, the offenses now are so good and elite. It's, you see these scores. You see the shot-making ability of some of these teams. Uh, you see a lot of the youth uh, that is kind of making their way and making their mark in the league. And so it's pretty fascinating. You just don't know each night um, what's going to happen. And, and the West, and, and I could say the same about the East, John. The East is, you know, as competitive or more, more than the West right now. Bob Myers joining us on 95.7 The Game. Two weeks ago when we had you on, Bob, you, you, you asked, have we ever talked about the two timelines? Meaning you or Joe or Steve. And I didn't, I said I don't think so. I think that was something that may have been created outside. But, but here's my question. Um, when, when you were drafting Kaminga and Wiseman, two really young guys with very little experience, were you guys thinking... Okay, we're going to need them to help when Steph Curry's still in our prime, still in his prime. Or were you thinking, look, our core's getting older. We want some young players who at 24, 25 are going to be able to step in for the Curry, Clays, and, and Draymond as they're winding down. In other words, I think a lot of people thought you drafted those guys to help right away. And, and I'm asking you if you did or not. Well, it's tough, Matt, because you draft what you think is the best player, and then you try to find a way to help them and help the team win, uh, help them develop. But but it, as far as a lot of the young guys, I think Moses is pretty young as well. You 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 draft what you think is the best guy, and then you then the um, the challenge is to find a way to make them fit. And I think early on, at least in this season, we found that playing a lot of youth together wasn't looking very good. Um, so you try to then find ways to what Steve has done a little bit with Kaminga, and I'm, I think James and Moses will get another chance as well. Is uh, maybe not all at once, but you find pockets to get them some limited minutes and things like that. And I think that's more realistic for a twenty twenty one year old on a team like ours, which which is pretty sophisticated offensively, which has a unique style, which a style that has done really well and worked, which has a pecking order where they're nowhere near even in the top four, I suppose, of scoring. So it's teaching some of the young guys how to impact the game outside of scoring. And I think for for a lot of young guys, that's the challenge. How do you impact a game when you're not scoring coming from players that have scored their whole life and and found that that is the way for them to impact game is through scoring. So trying to teach them um, those types of things for young players in our system but it takes time. Um, so I don't know that we said this is what it's going to be. We, we more fell back on we drafted what we thought was the best player and, and see how that goes, Matt. But as far as how they could help us in the near term, uh, the idea would be to kind of find moments and lineups that work. And, and I think we're still 
trying to figure that out. Bob, I want to ask you about just Jonathan Kaminga specifically because it, so often, and I think last night was was no exception. He he has the the flash play with the chase down block on Zion, and he has the follow up dunk, and it's like wow. But then the rest of the game. You look at it, and it's and it's kind of an ugly line, and he's still trying to figure things out. He's gotten opportunities to play, but just pinpoint what he has to do better to, to help this team in the short term, but also continue his development moving forward. It it just it looks to the naked eye like maybe he's regressed a little bit. Yeah, I think last year he played with some you know guys really smart. Uh, I think Andre. I don't know if Beelitz says some of these guys. Helped helped him out. Obviously, the other guys um, that were in that unit were were a good group for him and, and helped him. Um, so, yeah, I think it's he's you know it's it's tough for him or any young player to to play six minutes and 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 be worried about if you miss a shot. That's hard. And even even Steve would acknowledge when he was a player, that's a tough role. We even talked about it as far as uh, even Steve in a mature 28, 29-year-old, he'd go in and miss one three and he'd sit down. So you're right there on that fringe. It's pr- probably tougher for a young player to work through that mentally than a more veteran guy. Um, so as far as what he needs to do, I think he's you know rebounding is something he needs to do. As far as playing defense without fouling, uh, don't turn it over. The, the, the simple basic stuff that um, you have to do very well when you're in short minutes. When you're playing 35, 36 minutes, you're allowed to make a few more mistakes potentially or miss some shots because you've earned that equity uh, amongst your teammates, amongst the coaching staff. But when you're on short minutes and you're young, uh, there's a there's a part that makes it difficult. And I'm not, you know, he'll figure it out, I believe, as will the other guys. But I think that's the challenge. Um, John is trying to find that rhythm where you can come in and be effective in limited minutes. And obviously this year because of the losing, I think there's a tightness around whether it's a second unit or even even some of our first unit guys as far as um, trying to play a little more free without turning it over and fouling. And I think that's that's the fine line we need to locate here at some point. See, I would I would think that you you and Kaminga right now, you'd be in his ear helping him. I mean, you were out of the rotation a lot at UCLA. You got it. Great, Matt. You, you I'm glad you brought that up. That's a really <laughs> relevant point. Uh, I went in uh, when we were, I told people, when I could have no impact on the game one way or the other. So they could have put in a band member. When you're up 30, or we, were, we weren't down 30 much, but when we were up, I could go in and um, I could do whatever I wanted, and we the game would still be the same. So right. I have no I have no advice, although I will say on a serious note, talking to Kaminga, uh, Sean Livingston's a really good person in his ear, as is Dunleavy, because you remember Mike when he showed up here, Matt, you were probably covering the Warriors. It wasn't a seamless transition, no. and he had to hear it from his coach, from the fans, probably the media, so Mike's actually pretty good. Um, and then yeah. he went to another organization. He knows he had five or six, eight, ten different coaches. So he's actually been good with Jonathan as far as saying, "Hey, look, th- th- just because this is the way it is now, uh, doesn't mean you can't work your way out of it." But it's it's hard for twenty year olds to to hear that and process it. So that's that's part of the mental mental hurdle you got to get over. Well, don't tell Mike this, but the problem is Kaming is a fan favorite. Yeah. That, well, is that kind of a that's kind of a well. No, Mike came. Like, Mike came in behind the eight ball. It was Let's put it that. He way. was the opposite of a fan favorite, right? Yeah, but he came in behind the eight ball, kind yeah, of. Tough, that, tough that draft. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna make you stick it to Mike Dunleavy Jr. the uh, day before Thanksgiving. I love my. He's my. He's my. He's, he's my. You know, one of my best buddies. So absolutely. He, he, like you said, it wasn't an easy uh, entry, but you know, it, the NBA is tough. It's a yeah. hard league sometimes. 
Bob, thanks as always. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and Bob, just real quick, because I am a stickler for accuracy. I know you'll appreciate it. It was, it was, yes, give it to me. It was 41 and 13. 41 and 13, and then 12 and 16 to finish. Yeah. And then, right. yeah, 16 and 6 in the know. playoffs. During those moments, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is why John's good to have around. This is why he's good. To no, you're right. It's we, we have a, it's that? like a great three guard offense. We got we, we got a guy. We got like, Pool, Clay, and Steph, but all in their yeah. primes. All right, man. Have a great Thanksgiving, right, you I, and the family, I, 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 and uh, we'll catch up soon. Okay, thanks, right. guys. Take that's, it easy. That's uh, Bob Myers. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.